Welcome. This podcast was created by the Second Marine Division, Second Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors, for sailors. Section 102, Safety Fundamentals. 102.1, discuss the term risk management and the concept of risk management process. Risk management, force preservation does not have a single solution. However, every effort should be made to prevent a situation that will degrade mission capability rather than planning to deal with the situation after it occurs. Risk mitigation is central to the idea of readiness and must not be an afterthought in actions during combat, in training, and in garrison. Risk management is one of the best means available to eliminate senseless and needless loss of life, injury, and material damage. Active participation of every Marine in the RM process of identifying, assessing, and controlling risks arising from factors experienced on a daily basis such as uncertainty, ambiguity, and change will allow for informed decisions. This process is one in a range of tools to be used by personnel at all levels for minimizing risk to an acceptable level commensurate with completing the task at hand or accomplishing the mission. Inherent risk. Risk is inherent in every phase of tasking, missions, and operations due to today's complex and dynamic environment. As hazards and risk are present both on and off duty, it is incumbent upon all Marines, both military and civilian, to understand how to assess and manage risk to achieve mission success and preserve combat readiness. 102.2. Identify the following key aspects of risk management. RM enhances readiness by enhancing task or mission accomplishment by increasing the probability of success, minimizing risk to acceptable levels commensurate with the benefit or value of mission or task accomplishment while providing a method to effectively manage resources, enhancing decision-making skills based on a systematic, reasoned, and repeatable process, providing a systematic structure to perform risk assessments, providing improved confidence for individuals to make informed risk decisions. Adequate risk analysis provides a clearer picture of the hazards and of unit capabilities. Preserving personnel and material by avoiding unnecessary risk, thus reducing mishaps and their associated costs. Providing an adaptive process for the continuous feedback through the planning, preparation, and execution phases of any evolution. Identifying feasible and effective control measures particularly where specific standards do not exist. RM does not inhibit flexibility, initiative, or accountability. Remove risk altogether or support a zero defect mindset. Remove the necessity for practice, drills, rehearsals, and tactics, techniques, and procedures. Sanction or justify violating orders or the law. 102.3, explain the four principles of RM. Accept risk when benefits outweigh the cost. Our Marine Corps tradition is built upon principles of seizing the initiative and taking decisive action. The goal of RM is not to eliminate a risk, but to manage the risk so the mission can be accomplished with the minimum amount of loss. The process of weighing risks against the benefits and value of the task or mission helps maximize success. Balancing costs and benefits is a subjective process. Therefore, Personnel with knowledge and experience of the mission or task must be engaged when making risk decisions. Accept no unnecessary risk. An unnecessary risk is any risk that, if taken, will not contribute meaningfully to task or mission accomplishment or will needlessly jeopardize personnel or material. 
Risk is managed through relentless training, awareness of the risk being confronted, and a clear-eyed understanding of the mission at hand. Training and the confidence derived from it will directly result in increased performance and a better control of those risks that are an inescapable part of daily existence. The acceptance of risk does not equate to the imprudent willingness to gamble. Additionally, if all detectable hazards have not been identified when unnecessary risks are being accepted, the RM process, in conjunction with sound safety principles, identifies hazards that might otherwise go unidentified and provides tools to reduce or offset risk. End state. Take only risks that are necessary to accomplish the task, activity, or mission. Anticipate and manage risk by planning. Integrating RM into planning at all levels and as early as possible provides the greatest opportunity to make well-informed risk decisions and to implement effective risk controls. This engaged approach enhances the overall effectiveness of RM by reducing mishaps, injuries, and costs. Hazards and controls that have been identified during reconnaissance and pre-planning should be in the operations order. Make risk decisions at the right level. RM decisions are made by the leader directly responsible for the operation. While anyone can make a risk decision, the appropriate decision level should reside whereby the leader can make decisions to accept, eliminate, or reduce the risk. Prudence, experience, judgment, intuition, and situational awareness of leaders directly involved in the planning and execution of the mission are the critical elements in making effective RM decisions. When leaders responsible for executing a mission determine that the risk associated with that mission cannot be controlled at their level or goes beyond the commander's stated intent, the risk decision shall be elevated within their chain of command to the first staff non-commissioned officer or officer within the unit. If unable to mitigate the risk at the unit level, the risk decision shall be elevated to the next commander in the chain of command. 102.4. Discuss the three levels of RM. The RM process is applied on three levels, in-depth, deliberate, and time-critical. While it is preferable to perform a deliberate or in-depth RM process for all evolutions, adequate time and resources will not always be available. The basic factor that differentiates each level is the amount of time available for the preparation and planning of tasks or missions. One of the objectives of RM training is to develop sufficient proficiency in applying the process so RM becomes an automatic or intuitive part of our decision-making methodology. The in-depth level refers to situations when available time for planning is not a limiting factor and involves a very thorough risk assessment. The deliberate level refers to situations when there is ample time to apply the raw RM process to the mission planning evolution. Time critical. This is the level at which personnel operate on a daily basis both on and off duty. The time critical level is the normal RM level used during the execution phase of training or operations as well as in planning during crisis response scenarios. At this level, there is little or no time to make a plan resulting in an on-the-spot mental or verbal review of the situation. 102.5. Explain the five-step process for risk management. Step 1. Identify hazards. A hazard is defined as any condition with the potential to negatively impact the task or mission.
Hazards can also cause property damage, injury to personnel, or death, which highlights the importance of hazard identification. Step 2. Assess hazards. For each hazard identified, determine the associated degree of risk in terms of probability and severity. Step 3. Make risk decisions. Step 3 is accomplished in two sub-steps in order to make informed risk decisions. First, identifying and assessing risk control options. Second, ultimately making risk decisions. Either reject the risk, avoid the risk, delay an action, transfer the risk, or compensate for the risk. Step four, implement controls. The critical check for this step is to ensure that controls are converted into clear, simple execution orders understood at all levels. Step five, supervise. Supervision involves conducting follow-up evaluations of the controls to ensure they remain in place and have the desired effect. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors for sailors. Section 102. 102.6. Safety Fundamentals. Discuss the requirements and give examples of each of the following personnel, protective equipment, PPE. Head protection. Safety helmets protect against impact, penetration, and electric shock. Head hazardous areas are designated where there is a reasonable possibility of head injury caused by cuts, bumps, falling, or flying objects, and from limited electric shock and burns. Industrial head protection appropriate to exposure shall be worn during the entire work shift by the Marine Corps personnel assigned to a head hazardous or hard hat areas. Any other personnel entering head hazardous areas shall wear appropriate head protection. Hearing protection. Hearing protective devices shall be worn by all personnel when they enter or work in an area where the operations generate noise levels of or greater than 84 dBA, 8 hour TWA sound level, 140 dB peak sound pressure level or greater. A combination of insert type and circumstantial hearing protective devices, double protection shall be worn in all areas where noise levels exceed 104 dBA, 8 hour TWA sound levels. Additionally, all personnel exposed to gunfire in a training situation or to artillery, mortar, or missile firing under any circumstances shall wear hearing protective devices. Foot protection. All Marine Corps personnel occupationally exposed to foot hazardous operations or areas shall be furnished appropriate safety footwear at organizational expense. Foot hazardous operations are those which have a high incidence of or a potential for foot or toe injuries. Some of these operations or areas include construction material handling, maintenance, transportation, weapons, supply, warehousing, vehicle maintenance facilities, aircraft maintenance, fuels, and avignics.
Eye protection. Marine Corps personnel working in eye hazardous areas or operations identified in PPE survey shall be provided adequate eye protection at government expense. All persons entering an eye hazardous area or a hazard radius of an eye hazardous operation, including other workers, supervisors, or visitors, shall also be required to wear eye protection. 102.7 Define the following terms. Hazardous material, any material that because of its quantity, concentration, or physical or chemical characteristics may pose a hazard to human health or the environment during use, handling, storage, transportation, or spill. Hazardous waste, any discarded material, liquid, solid, or gas, which meets the definition of HM and or is designated as a hazardous waste by Environmental Protection Agency or a state authority. 102.8 Explain the purpose and information contained on the Material Safety Data Sheet, MSDS. A document that contains on the potential health effects of exposure to chemicals or other potentially dangerous substances and on safe working procedures when handling chemical products. Contains hazards evaluations on the use, storage, handling, and emergency procedures related to material. Contains the hazards of the product, how to use the product safely, what to expect if the recommendations are not followed, what to do if accidents occur, how to recognize symptoms of overexposure, and what to do if such incidents occur. Thank you for listening. Please share our program with your command and on social media to benefit sailors across the globe.